Hi, this is Brendan Davis from Bedrock Games and the Bedrock Blog, and I'm here with Kenny for another episode of Wuxia Weekend. And it's just going to be the two of us tonight while we discuss Boxer Rebellion, a 1976 film directed by Cheng Che and starring Alexander Fu Shung, Chi uh, Quan Chun, Lu Kar Yan, Beardy, and Jennifer Tang, uh, as well as Johnny Wang as the bad guy and, uh, and Richard Harrison as the other bad guy, General Waldersey. Um, so, uh, but I, uh, before we get into it, I did want to announce that I have a, uh, a new uh, Ogre Gate book out uh, called House of Paper Shadows, which people can check at RPG now. And um, and so so yeah, so uh, this is set during the Boxer Rebellion, obviously, and it's basically uh, about, it's it's about a number of things, but I would say it's primarily about these sworn brothers uh, who who pretty much end up going against the the Eight Nation Alliance. And um, uh, you know, against the backdrop of the uh, of the of of the of the Boxer Rebellion and the, this whole idea that that uh, they have this army that is um, uh, uh, Im- immune to bullets, and they're uh, or, or at least they believe they're immune to bullets, and that's supposed to sustain them in the uh, in the uh, 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 insurgency, and it does it does not. Uh, it does not go their way in, in the end, as, as everybody knows. Um, so, Kenny, what's your uh, what was your reaction to the movie? I actually enjoyed. It. I found it really informative. So, um, yeah, people might think I'm not very well educated, but I honestly knew very little about the Boxer Rebellion, um, at least by that name. So, I'd, I'd heard of it in you know in passing in conversations and in TV series and stuff, but. There was rarely ever really anything with of substance to it, and I feel like yeah, this movie did a pretty good job of sort of um, showing the, the the sort of the cause and the effect of uh, and how the how the actual you know, rebellion played out. Um, and yeah, I, I enjoyed the movie just purely because I found it so educational. So <laughs> um, I would say that um the plot is relatively straightforward and like like you mentioned you know it's you know, we were basically following the three brothers um um yeah it is it, it I, I was a bit confused at first actually so uh, we could talk about it later but the the, the the thing that struck me first was like the, the whole everyone believing that they're immune to bullets thing was a bit ridiculous in my opinion but I, it's ninety. It was nineteen hundred, right? So you wouldn't. You'd think, uh, yeah. It's only, it was only a hundred years ago. People surely didn't, didn't wouldn't believe that they were immune to f- rifles and cannons. Well, and I mean, and that's and that. I mean, that's the. Uh, I mean, it's based in history, and this is not an area that I'm an expert in by any stretch. So the Boxer Rebellion is is one that's sort of not not an area that I uh, I feel particularly strong in uh, when it comes to you know being. Uh, you know, uh, up to date on on everything and 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 well educated on. But my understanding is there were a lot of people that that did believe that. I don't I don't know. I don't. I, I mean, I would I would I was just looking at a book the other day that is uh, that was uh, pretty interesting looking to me, and it was it was a it was a book about the Boxer Rebellion. But one of its aims was to sort of separate. I mean, it's it's an academic book, but its aims was to sort of s- sort of separate how the how the events had been portrayed in 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 legend and in media and how they played out in reality and so i would imagine like a lot of historical events there's probably a lot of myth being blended into to to what we're seeing here um but 
but that aside, I uh, I thought I had seen this movie before when I when I sat down to watch it. This was a f- film that I thought I had seen. I mistook I, I had it confused with another film, I believe, and and so it, this was my first experience watching it. And and I uh, I at first I was quite bored. I'll be honest. When the film opened up. I was struck by the beauty of the filmmaking, like the the whole scene with the Empress Dowager. Oh, yeah, yeah, was, yeah. That was very slow. It was painfully slow, but it was also impossible to ignore how well executed it was, just technically as a uh, like. I don't think I've ever like, w- with the exception of a movie like Curse of the Golden Flower, I don't think I've ever seen a film that that made me feel the interior of the palace the way that that did and palace life and just like you're just immediately aware that this is different. Like this is different than normal daily life. This woman is really, really, really important. And, and we're going to make you sit and watch just how important she is. Um, and so almost out of necessity from that, uh, that approach that he took, I found myself initially quite bored by it. But, but once I got pulled in after, after, you know, after, you know, got to the three brothers and all that, uh, then I found myself enjoying the movie, uh, but it is a long film. It's a, it's 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 a, you know, it, it's a film that requires patience, and and it uh it also I don't know to me I was watching it alone, and I felt very weird watching this movie alone. I felt like I should be watching it with other people for some reason, and I don't know why that is. I think because it is sort of set in this really big historical time period. And it's and it's not like a straightforward action movie. Like there's a lot of action in it, but there's also a lot of other stuff going on, a lot of politics, and and I felt like I should be in a movie theater with people watching it or with friends. Like I felt like I should have people commenting. Do you know what I mean? Like I've, it, it it just felt kind of lonely to watch it on my own. Yeah, yeah, and I, I agree that the sl- the start was a bit slow, but I I don't think I didn't find it uh, I I don't think I found it boring at all though, to be honest. Like it it was. It's sort of interesting to see um, the Empress and and her sort of daily life and uh, yeah, it it sort of sets you up with a with the idea that this is still sort of medieval, if that makes sense. Yeah, you get the feeling this is very all very traditional and um, behind the times, as it were. I mean. Yeah, you know, uh, throughout the movie, yeah, we we see the the rest of the world with their advanced technologies, right? Their guns and the um, their the perfectly uh, cut uniforms and stuff like that, right? And I I feel like it, it's a very big contrast. Like, you know, we'll, we'll talk about more talk, talk about this more later, later on. But I the Empress, I feel like throughout the whole movie was completely pointless. Like, loads of those scenes could be removed, really. Uh, they didn't need to have the empress there it felt like well here's the thing that's funny about that even though like i well the reason why i mentioned the technical expertise of those scenes is because even though i was bored i recognized that they were compelling do you know what i mean like there were moments when you're sitting there and you're just like watching her spit into a cup and you're waiting for her to move from like one room to another really slowly and it's kind of captivating but i still found myself bored by it but 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 the thing is i don't know that you can take her out because i feel like that was still really important to the movie somehow like i felt like it it's it 
it gave more greater meaning to the things that the other like all the stuff that was going on with the sworn brothers it helped me kind of get a sense of of just how how far reaching all everything that was going on in the film was that this wasn't just about you know this one moment in these guys lives that this this that the stakes were were enormous um and so because it kind of opens with her and then like towards the end of the movie you see her you know at her lowest point and being uh you know sort of she has she's forced to to wear commoner clothing and go uh go into hiding and and it's a striking contrast because in the beginning of the movie she i mean the opulence is ridiculous like i, I you know she's uh they, there's that scene where where she sits oh, the table of food yeah the table of food that's, that's what stuck out for me the most there yeah. as well it's like, there was like 50 dishes on the table and i don't think she touched any of it during those scenes and you know her idea of a reward was to give a few of those dishes to the uh the mandarins right well well and also the the the, the funny thing about that scene is is how uh that's like her idea of a good morning like i'm gonna have i'm gonna eat and i'm gonna watch opera and, and like and that's like so, it's so outside of like a normal experience and then you see that table and you're like I've never seen food laid out like that before on platters that look like that they're all gold and the food all looks delicious and it's all like so symmetrical on the table and and everybody is just sort of waiting and to, to see what her mood is like this like the the biggest concern they have at the start of the film is you know is the empress in a good is the empress dowager in a good mood and uh and and uh and, and I don't know it's just it was just a again I, I I have to say I did find the start of the movie a bit dull but I couldn't help but feel uh I don't know just kind of again I think I think captivated is the word there were just moments where I was sort of when they would like emphasize like the the, the you know like she had these really long fingernails and she had like obscene amounts of jade ornaments in her hair and it was just, it was just uh it it was so much wealth in 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 one person uh that i don't know i i i just thought that it did a really effective job of of saying this is the empress and she's really different from you um Okay, so for for you, it was the, you know, the introduction, and I guess the Empress's purpose throughout the movie was to sort of contrast the life of the people above that against like the sort of the people below type of thing. Then, well, I think that, but I think also like I, I think it, I think it was it was also kind of saying like this big institution is sort of what at stake here, like this, the, the you know, the, like. The, because like sort of like you said like the thing that you noticed about it was that it was very traditional that it's like a it's a it sort of represents all these traditions that are uh that are under threat during the movie um and so i i I feel like it just gave weight to everything um like i mean he put it there for a reason like the like the movie starts that way and it's not the it's not the fat it's not like the most exciting way to start a film do you know what i mean like it's a uh, it's a really risky move to start the movie this way and it was so risky like i like like you know like i like i said i was i was bored in the first 10 minutes or so um but i just, just still think it was important to the rest of the film because i found myself as i was watching the rest of the film thinking back to those early scenes with the empress you know i don't i don't know why but I, again i only saw the movie once because it was so long it's it was like what two hours and 17 minutes was the yeah almost two and a half hours yeah is what I, so <laughs> I so so i only was able to watch it once before this uh discussion 
Um, so I haven't really processed exactly why all this stuff was, was I thought was significant, but I just know that that scene uh, had an impact on me and that it echoed over the course of the movie. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. And, and I think the, um, uh, I, I, I think, I, I think that, uh, you know, there, there, there was another movie called Marco Polo. I think it was made, I want to say it was before this one, but maybe it was after. And it also started Richard Harris as, uh, as, as Marco Polo as sort of the foreign figure in the film. Um, and Alexander Fushung is in it. It's very similar in a lot of ways, actually, but that opens up in the, in the Mongolian court in a very similar way. Um, and I thought that that was actually, that was also a very memorable scene. Um, and so I feel like he was kind of tackling similar territory in this movie and in that movie. But, uh, but yeah, so I don't know what, what about, um, uh, you know, because I mean, I mean, that's obviously important. The, you know, the, the opening scene, but, but the film is really about the, uh, the sworn brothers and sort of this, uh, you know, and I guess initially they're, uh, them having to sort of watch is all all of these boxers who think they're immor- immortal and immune to bullets die uh, you know to gunfire uh and then you know their journey over the course of the film what did you, what did you think of the the main characters of the movie i when i when they were first sort of introduced in that forest scene um i gotta say the second brother um played by chi kwan chan uh, he, he, I, 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 he looks. I don't know. I've, I've not seen any other movies with him in it. Uh, I, I, he has like a weird villainish look to him, don't you think? Well, he, he, like, he, he well, he. I, I know what you mean. He's got a very distinct, sort of tall, lean, angular type look to him. Um, he, he looks like he, like you know, uh, out of the three brothers, like he, he's one. He looks like he would betray them the, the most. Well, if that makes sense. Well, it's funny because the other movies I've seen him in, he always is very endearing and sort of righteous so uh so i tend like there's another movie i think it's disciples of shaolin where he's also sworn brothers with alexander fushung and it's actually quite like their relationship in that is kind of similar to their relationship in this one in some ways and uh and i think um so so i i don't get that vibe but i do know what you mean because he he has a unique look he's got a look that is uh uh i i could see it you know, sort of going into villainous territory if it were used that way. Um, but, uh, but I don't know. I, uh, but what about the other, the other two, like Alexander Fushung, obviously. And then the, uh, the, the, the other brother, the, um, played by Beardy, uh, Lung Karyan. I like them. Like, uh, so, uh, Alexander Fushung is very typecast into that sort of mischievous, uh, sort of, um, yeah, troublemaker type like not yeah. troublemaker but like cheeky cheeky bratish kind of role to start like it, uh, in all the movie, movies I've seen of him um, to, and to be honest I guess that's not it's only what four or five movies that I've seen of his he, he, he's always sort of played that kind, kind of character where he, he seems a bit uh, well, uh, cheeky and uh, impertinent I guess is the word and he, he does it well uh, you know uh, I I like the way the brothers all had the, had their own sort of different personality traits. Like the the older brother was like stoic justice type, 
and the second brother was a sort of not not intellectual i'd say like a, he, he was obviously the, you know um, a deep thinker type of yeah. character you know he, he was considering all the implications of everything and throughout the movie he was always advocating for sort of proper planning instead of like throwing lives away and i mean actually from what i read of the box room and on wikipedia uh best source ever <laughs> you know the, the, much of the sort of the small victories in, in uh, from the rebellion was actually through uh, use of grand strategy rather than anything else and um, it's quite surprising that in this movie sort of none of that really cropped up it was just literally um, uh, Brother Lee uh, um, played by Johnny Wang who was the one who was throwing people that had a problem until <laughs> until it resolved itself or, or or failed horribly well and he was doing it to, to sort of uh, for his own ambition too he, he was yeah. uh, he, for him it was just a, a, a way to, to rise um, and uh, and it was also very sort of you know cinematically done I think you know the, you know the, the 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 people that were blinded by their own their own uh, ambition or arrogance or 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 uh, misguided trust in this idea of being invulnerable to bullets, uh, where we're sort of completely closed off to any evidence to the contrary. Um, yeah. And uh, in fact, uh, one scene I kind of want to talk about actually before I forget is that scene where they deceive the Empress because the Empress hears about them and she's like, "Well, I want to see it myself," and they have to prove to her that they have these. Uh, you know these men that are immune to bullets and immune to to swords and and one of the one of the things that's good about the movie i think is that the guys that are sort of orchestrating all this and a lot of the guys that are in on it they all know it's not real and they're just exploiting the 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 people's faith in it as a as a sort of as a as a strategic uh move um but they still have to persuade the empress and so I thought that was kind of interestingly done, and I'm just curious what your reaction to that scene was. It was unexpected for sure, and I couldn't help but feel like if, um, you know, they'd done a bit, a bit better planning around the first battle, and um, brother, what was his, uh, um, what was the Iron Body guy's uh, name? I, I think that was uh, Chen Chang. I think that was uh, Beardy's character. No. Uh, no, um, the the guy who who died uh, running into the Gatling gun. Oh, oh, that was um, I think that was Bruce Mas- Tong's character. Uh, uh yeah, uh, Chang, uh, brother Chang, I think it was what they called him, right? Um, yeah, I feel like if he hadn't have died in that assault, and he was in front of the Empress, they wouldn't have had to like fake these things maybe yep. as much. Yeah. The gun thing, yeah, okay. There's no way that was gonna end well. That was a but glorious the... death scene too, with him grabbing the. It's this massive old timey machine gun, and he's just getting shot through the belly as he's grabbing it, and 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 they do the thing frequently in this film where people die and they stay in a pose that's very dramatic, and they just kind of that's how they remain after they've died. They're like standing up, and so his he got he got one of the better ones, I thought. Yeah, um, it was pretty epic. <laughs> but I agree with you. I th- I think I th- I agree with that point. And but what I liked about the scene was sort of like it was almost quasi comedic, even though it was horrifying. Because you're like, how are they going to pull this off? Like the guy's been shot in the back, and they have to persuade this empress that she's that he's not been. But the thing again, I think part of the thing that makes that work is that you saw the empress before, and you know that she's she's like a fan of opera, and so maybe yeah. she's susceptible to these 
these stage tricks that they're doing you know just sort of like just don't let her see the blood keep the you know just just only show her the front of the guy and and walk him off the stage and and they and they already established that when people die in the movie, they kind of stay frozen in place. So a lot of the guys rigor mortis sets in real quick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So they, so they, so they'll get shot in the back and just stand there, and then everybody will carry them off, and the empress will think that he survived. And uh, well, so, so the thought that was actually running from my mind throughout the scene, well, after the you know, the guy got stabbed with the swords, is like, okay, he's gonna bleed all over the place, right? Surely uh, that would be like. Oh no, no, no! There's no blood. It's all all good. <laughs> well, and, it's, and they well, it's funny because they wipe off the sword, so they at least pay lip service to the to the concern that you have. But like, it's a Chang Che movie, and people when they get stabbed, blood goes everywhere, and and so it's it's a little odd that the guy that gets stabbed or cut in the the belly, pretty deep, like it's a deep deep wound too. But I don't know, maybe the maybe the maybe the. Uh, Maybe if you get stabbed in the six pack, that's just not supposed to be a an especially bloody area. But I think I think it was just sort of glossed over a little bit. Um, yeah, I, I know it's for plot reasons, but yeah. you know, I was just thinking maybe maybe it's Chang Che's way of like you know poking fun at people. He says he says he uses too much blood in his movies or whatever. He's using too much blood's fine. I won't use any blood at all yeah. in the scene. What do you think about that? <laughs> But I still thought it was it was a it was a good scene. It was just really like this because you're always worried the Empress is going to see, and they're trying to pull the wool over her eyes. And I, I just thought it was a it was a it was a great moment. I really liked the fighting in this movie in general. I thought the fighting was all really good. Even even like in that scene as well, there were two forms that they did. I think yeah. um, uh, I think Alexander Fuchung did a form, and I think uh, uh, Chi Kwon Chun did a form. And they just, I don't know, I just thought that those looked really good on camera. It did, but it did not sound good. For, uh, at least um, not Chi Kwan Chen's forms. Like, he, oh, he, oh, he I know what you're talking he about. He was yeah, squeaking. That... He was actually squeaking when he was doing his moves. And I was just like, oh, come on. You that's, get, like, you know grunting what? is fine. That's his but... spirit. Yo, you have to give him his, whatever you, you know, that's what's inside of him that's just coming out when he's, <laughs> when he's performing martially. Um, the, the, the mouse squeaks. <laughs> I mean, I okay. So here's the thing about that. Like, I don't know how it is done in kung fu, but in other styles where I've had to do the like the ki or the you know the basically the spirit yell, uh, you're you're encouraged to kind of make it your own. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. and I've heard some weird ones. I've heard some really strange ones. I've never heard any that were like that. I the only time you hear things like that are like in like a Bruce Lee movie or something where it's getting really eccentric. But yeah. But, but yeah, I, 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 I can see how you would react that way to the uh, to the sounds he was making. But the form looked really nice. I thought. Oh yeah, it, it looked really good. Yeah. yeah. I was wondering, like, do you recognize like what style it was? Like, it I, seems like a very generic. I say generic, but it's a very common style that well, we see. In... No, I think those were actual forms because I think that was a Lau- I think Lau Kar Lung did the um, fight choreography, and he was always pretty. I know it's not his movie; it's Cheng Che movie. But I mean, th- those form. I I'm not a kung fu guy, so I can't I can't really comment. I did uh, I did taekwondo. I did a little bit of like uh, I did, by way of sanshu. I did some kung fu. So when I was doing sanshu, they had me do some of the some of the uh, uh, some of the, like um, some of the stances, and I think we were doing like animal forms and stuff at one point. 
but I don't really know a whole lot about it. But the Kung Fu stuff to me always, even even as like a martial arts movie fan, because I don't have a background in it, it always still looks very exotic to me when I see them doing the forms. Um, because like a Taekwondo Pumse is a lot more geometric, if that makes sense. Like when I see a Taekwondo Pumse, I know exactly what all the motions are. But when I see a, um, a, a, a Kung Fu form uh, versus like a Taekwondo or a karate form, they look they're a lot more they're a lot more hard for my eye to catch the movements to do you know what i mean the the movements are more full body and i i just i just can't quite pick up on the details as much um because yeah, i was thinking like my first thought when i saw it was, was like a very common form is what um honga fist yeah that, that's yeah and I, it was the first thing that came to mind like i was, I was just wondering like if if, yeah, if if you maybe seen in other movies, because the the movements he was doing was very sort of common um, yeah. throughout a lot of martial arts movies around this period, this time period. I mean, I guess that's probably what the uh, the actors themselves were practicing. Um, yeah, you know, or that's what they learned growing up, or whatever. Yeah, I again, I don't know what form it is. I mean, I, I like you, I've seen it before. Like, I've like it's definitely familiar. Um, but in fact, I think if if D, if uh, if if uh, if Lady Chow Fung were here, we would um, we'd have you know she she's pretty reliable in terms of catching the form. She seems to know a lot of them. Um, but uh, but that's something that I, I'm I'm just I'm I'm I always find it uh, uh, pretty mystifying when I'm watching a kung fu movie. I don't know I I you know each style like if you take different martial arts, they're also different. So you know because I I learned Korean martial arts and I learned. Uh, Thai martial arts and things like that. It's just a different experience. Um, but uh, but I can recognize like if it's really obvious, like if they're doing like snake or yeah. uh, you know something that's like like just impossible not to see and 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 it's kind of clear even if you don't know what it is, then I can catch it. Um, yeah. I gotta say one thing about that scene as well. Actually, um, that struck me was that the second rubber got a lot more time to perform than. Um, well, then, then the third brother, or, or the big brother, really. Like his forms took a long time to perform. Yeah, no, I, I well, and I, I think that might have just been, you know, that that was, you know, that that was uh, how it was choreographed, and so that's, you know, that's the way that it was done. You know, they they wanted to have the the, the they wanted, wanted to have a, have a longer scene for some yeah. for, for for an un, unknown reason. Um, <laughs> Did he? It was was it one of those like oh let's give him a bit more time to shine? Well, no, no, because it felt like okay. So do you think there was that out of the the three others like any of them were the main characters? Because it I, felt a bit like um, Chief yeah. Chun was the main character for this movie. So I think I think I thought I I saw that length being devoted to it because I thought they were doing it for the rhythm of the scene. Like yeah. I just felt like that felt right for the for the whole way the scene played out to me. Um but in terms of the I think him and Alexander Fushung together were the main characters. I think I think it was like a it was, it was a movie about brotherhood and so uh I think that uh I think they're the ones that really sort of, you know, I mean spoilers, they're the ones that kind of make it to the end. Um, so, you know, obviously not everybody gets out alive and, and one of them doesn't necessarily, but, uh, but, um, but, 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 but they were the ones who were present through most of the movie and, 
And also, I feel like Alexander Fushong got a lot of screen time in this one early on. So he had a lot of scenes on his own. Um, so so I, I, I think he and, uh, and um, uh, Chi Kwon Chun were both the uh, uh, main characters. Um, yeah, but... yeah it's, it's just like a from from my my feeling maybe because I haven't seen like Chi Hunter and many other movies like it felt like there was a lot more like so like plot wise like he felt like the main character more than Alex and like in terms of screen time yeah actually now, now that I'm thinking back about it Alexander Fushin did get a lot more screen time in the beginning by himself I mean he had the whole scene on, uh, the, on the cart as well and um and there's a lot of focus of him like horsing around in the temple and stuff like that so. Um. Yeah, he definitely got more screen time in the beginning, but I feel like plot-wise, it feels like a, you know, I guess is it a spoiler if we talk about the what what speculate about what happens after the end of the movie? Yeah, we 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 could talk right. about that. We could talk about yeah, because yeah, I mean, like it just just from the the plot point of view, I mean, the second brother is one that survives and you know joins the reviving China society or whatever, right? Or we 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 presume he does. So if it feels like yeah, the, his story is still continuing. Like he is still the main focus of of the plot of on how like yeah they're they're gonna try and quote unquote fix China's problems. Yeah, no, I I would agree with that. I would agree with that, and I I think um, uh, you know, I, I like the way it ended actually. Um, but again, that was a very long end. Like okay, we're gonna spoil the ending. He walks uh uh the uh the um uh the Chi Quan Chun character is the only one who survives in the end. And and he walks off into the sunset. But again, kind of like that. Remember that walk the Empress took at the beginning that was really, really long? I felt oh, like yeah. this was a really, really long walk into the sunset. Um, well, his walk into the sunset involved, like, you know, crushing a blockade and running into um, Brother Lee and yeah. killing him. And then <laughs> eventually <laughs> he gets to walk into the sunset. But... But I thought, but but yeah, yeah. But I'm but I'm talking about that last final walk yeah. into the sunset. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, that that final battle was great. I was I was so happy with that. That like the the combination of the guns and the sword, like the way just the blending of of everything worked perfectly. And I thought that everybody felt on point. Like Alexander Fushung's martial arts in this were were really uh, really solid. And I thought that um. Uh, you know, all of the all of the other actors did a great job, and Johnny Wang, you know, w- when he s- did spring into action, with you know, uh, was was reliably good, um, and so and 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 I liked the uh, I liked the whole standoff with the Walter C character with the the Richard Harrison uh, character. Um, what what did you think about those themes actually? Because that was a really important part of the movie. Was sort of the way that the you know, sort of the, the the humiliation from the foreign powers and the way that the foreign uh, people were treating them. Um, you know, what you know? Do you think do you think the movie handled that stuff well, or do you think it was a little heavy handed? What was your take? It was definitely heavy handed. I mean, so yeah, I I I fully agree that some of the things that happened during those times and done by some of the countries was definitely like would be completely criticized by modern modern world if it happened in current situation but at the same time i feel like china in general likes to play up its victimhood in a lot of these things and okay so and, and okay so maybe i haven't read enough uh, uh, up about the boxer rebellion but 
the boxes were not without fault basically oh yeah, they, well, they, oh, yeah. <laughs> no and that's and that's and that's even i think that's even kind of present in the it's film so, itself. yeah they, they, they didn't play you know, the boxes did like um did do a lot of looting yeah, yeah, in the movie they were like robbing the robbing the but they weren't robbing the banks but you know they were taking it under like these are foreign goods and they're confiscating everything and the the most okay the funniest scene for me there was the um the yang her wine shop and she's like i saw the word yang oh, in yeah. it, so it must be foreign <laughs> okay like, yeah oh, yeah there what? was a so yeah there's a scene where they're all going they're they're basically they're kind of on a rampage against all the foreign influences and they and 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 what is it is yang foreigner is that is that why is that does yang mean foreigner or something what was the yeah name? vaguely it's 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 well the the sort of yeah it's it's a catch-all sort of term i think okay and so they were saying so there was like a yang he wine shop and they and he sold it looked like he just sold chinese wine but they accused him of selling like western wine and and uh, and they said anything with Yang on it, you know, is is like must be destroyed in his hours. And they were like taking money. They were they were doing all. They were like closing down banks. It was kind of like a um like a mob gone amok situation. Um, the funniest thing was like you know, and then the owner goes, but but Yang He is a river in this province yeah. or whatever. <laughs> Yeah, it was it was it was a really like I didn't I didn't I I knew that there were puns and stuff that I wasn't grasping, but I but I thought that the subtitles did a good enough job, kind of indicating, uh, you know what was funny about the scene, and uh and so I thought I thought that was uh you know I mean it, it was it was a horrifying scene, but there was that humor still with the uh with all that, um but yeah I don't know I I, th- I so I th- I thought it kind of got into that. And uh, and and I think we, I mentioned at the start of this that Legendary Weapons of China was kind of, you know, based in the similar, uh, uh, you know, similar events, and um, and there you also had kind of a similar thing where like, you know, the, the you know the boxers are not totally faultless, um, but uh, but yeah, I I thought that uh, I mean again, whenever you watch a movie like this, there's there's definitely like a um, a heavy handedness to it. Which you kind of have to just accept if you're gonna watch. Like it's not, uh, uh, you know, it's. It, 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 the, the, I mean, I guess there was a certain amount of subtlety around it because the way that they presented the, uh, you know, the boxers from time to time and things like that. But but there was that scene where, you know, there was this sort of obsequious uh, Chinese official that was dealing with the foreign guy, and the foreign guy was just like atrocious, just like just just didn't even understand why these people were were angry that he was mistreating them like that was the level of of villainy that was 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 at work and the obsequious it's very cliche yeah villainy as well like, yeah. speaking of that that guy like is, is have you seen him in any other movie he's extremely familiar for, for some reason like, I, I feel think like I, I have yeah i feel like i have seen him but he was dressed kind of weirdly so i couldn't really place him but i i think uh let me see is that's uh henry uh, Balanaz, I believe. Um, if, uh, but he's only listed for Boxer Rebellion, so no. Maybe he just yeah, looks I, like I just somebody. Like he looked really familiar. I just like I feel like I forget, like okay. So one thing about the movie as well is 
the, there is a massive collection of foreign people, which I'm wondering, like, how did they get so many white people into this movie? Well, and Richard Harrison is like a real actor, so I mean, yeah, because yeah, yeah. like, a lot of times, like, I, I, I'm not surprised at Richard Harrison. It's just like, the rest of them. They managed to find like a, a, a full complement of uh, foreign actors to act as the soldiers and stuff. I was just like, that's pretty damn impressive as far as uh, well the um... production production goes. I think. Well, I think. Uh... Because I, I, usually in these movies, I mean, a lot of the foreigners they seem to be uh, uh, drawn from a very limited pool. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Uh, and we we could probably get into that, but every once in a while you get a surprising appearance. I remember what was that movie? True Legend is a movie with, uh, um, I think it's about um, uh, Beggar Sue, but I could be wrong. If I remember, it's about Beggar Sue, and. It stars uh, Michelle Yeoh plays like the teacher in it, but at the end of the film, if I recall, David Carradine has a cameo, oh. and and it was after and it came out I think after he died too or around the time of his death. So when I saw it, I remember being like very surprised because I had no idea he was in the movie. Um, I'm like ninety percent sure this that that I'm thinking of the right film. Um, every once in a while, you get you get these surprises like this. Um, I, I like again Marco Polo I think is an outstanding movie and a lot of it is the Richard Harrison character is you know he plays Marco Polo and it's a it's a really it's a really interesting use of of uh, 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 of him in that role um, but yeah but the but the foreigner guy that we're talking about was just so uh, I don't know just 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 so bad and the uh, and the and the obsequious official that was was under him at one point at one point, like, people are complaining, like, there's a woman holding a dead child in her arms, and they're complaining because foreigners are taking their, their, their farms and, and, uh, and, and, and doing atrocious things to them, and the, and the obsequious official just says, oh, you know, who cares if a few of you die? You know, it doesn't matter, (laughs) and it was just, like, this real heavy-handed, uh, sort of thing, um, but, but again, that's sort of, you know, it's a martial arts movie, so you kind of need, like to an extent you need the villain yeah you need someone to be the antagonist it, it works better like i mean they can do it a little bit more subtly like the, like marco polo was actually a little bit more there was a little more nuance in the marco polo film um but i think uh i think by having people that are just so bad and you just want them to be punished it kind of it kind of works better if that's if fighting is going to be occurring during the film, like like in that scene where uh, where Alexander Fushung is trying to escape and he goes back because Jenny Sung's character is is captured by the I think it was Japanese soldiers and there's yeah. that Japanese commander and we don't really know much about the guy but but you just get the impression that he's a real bad, mean, terrible person, you know, at every every moment that he has a chance to express himself in any way. Um, and I felt like that really made the scene that much more uh, enjoyable. Do you know what I mean? Because you, you, you know, you, you know, it's a, again, it's a martial arts movie. You, you want to see the people. Uh, uh, it, it, there's some, there's something enjoyable about watching like a really horrible person get punched in the face. That's kind of the, uh, you know, the the, uh, the thing that's that's sort of going on, uh, you know, in those kinds of scenes. I think. Um, like I gotta say, like it's pretty impressive how they managed to, you know, pay, like somehow get like communicate the idea that he is like 
a sleazy, evilish person yep. without him actually really like saying much. Yeah, you know, just from the way he acts, and I mean, maybe it's because like we've just sort of been conditioned that way throughout the movie. Like, well, yeah, I mean, there there are lots of scenes of like the Japanese people like killing the boxers and uh, also like pillaging and. I assume raping and murdering people, and so yeah, they, they, they've been doing lots of bad stuff. So we, we were just conditioned, like seeing someone in those uniforms and having a sneer on their face is enough to just set us off. I'm like, yep, well, they're they're a bad guy that deserves to be beaten. I, th- I think I think there's a lot of that. I mean, I mean, obviously, like you know, again, in these movies, especially one set during this kind of period, the Japanese are just automatically kind of the bad guys, and yeah. and that's you know, and 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 it's done sometimes pretty stereotypically. Um, but I found the Japanese characters in this were like we've seen some movies where the Japanese stereotypes are much more pronounced than they were in this one. Like the they were still cast as the bad, evil characters, but they didn't have some of the costuming that and makeup that they sometimes have in 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 like uh, some of the early kung fu craze movies and things like that. Um, but. I think I think so. I think some of that was at work there, but I also think a lot of it is the decisions the characters are making during the fights, and because you didn't get that same. Even though the Richard Harrison character was a bad guy, he kind of came across as more honorable just by the well, choices. He, he was an antagonist. Like I yeah. wouldn't like. Okay, so maybe okay. I guess I guess we can't really defend him because he was the one who implemented Operation Punishment. Yeah, yeah. Or whatever that was. So maybe he is a bad guy, but he just felt like an antagonist. He was doing what 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 he had to based on the, the circumstances. For, for Kaiser Wilhelm, he was. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, no, but 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 again, I mean, but I think I think they do do a very good job in movies like this with, you know, costumes. People, the way people stand and express themselves, and the the just the kinds of tactical choices they make during a fist fight tells you a lot about the character. And I think I think I think that's a lot of what was coming across with that guy, um, and with the uh, with the uh, um, General Waldersy character. Um, you know, another scene where I thought stuff like this is this is both about the way it was shot and about sort of just how people carry themselves but there was that scene where um uh the uh the johnny wang character gets killed by uh chi kwan chun and it was done really it, like everyone's like chang che he always has a stylistic surprise for you in these movies that you're not expecting and and the, and 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 they never come when I think they're going to come. And this was the scene to me that really stood out as like, okay, he really thought about how he wanted to film this scene because he had Johnny Wang sort of rolling on the ground, dying in slow motion, uh, while uh, while Chi Kwan Chun was um, just sort of standing there in the frame, like sort of framing, like almost like a post in the scene, like he was just standing upright in the in the left corner of the frame. And it looked really amazing to me. I don't. I don't know why. Something about the way that was shot. Just, I was like, "Wow, that's really striking." Um, well, I guess it's because of, I mean, I'm trying to remember it. So that scene had a lot of stationary elements, right? And the only thing moving was um, probably the guy. Uh, yeah, the the guy that was dying was the only person. Yeah, there. yeah. It, it was he was the only thing that was moving. So it stood up all the more because there's no there's nothing else to distract you from it 
Well, that and it was it was shot in slow motion, and I just wasn't expecting him to. The I wasn't expecting uh, Chi Kwon Chun to just stand there like that was a, like it doesn't make a whole lot of sense as a character for him to do that, but it made a lot of sense visually for what what the mood that he was trying to create. And I and I was just like, wow, that was like a real. It was kind of like a like like it, it it was a weird choice, but it worked. You know what I mean? Like, and and I, and I really liked it. Like. Uh, there's another scene in um, Disciples of Shaolin where they do all this weird stuff with black and white shots and all that, and it just really worked. And in here, he was doing some of that too, where he would he would insert, I think it was like either historical photos or just photos that were meant to look historical uh, periodically throughout the movie, and it kind of emphasized like, you know, like okay, this is a movie, but no, this also like based on like real things in, uh, inspired the film. Uh, you know, there was, you know, the, the, the you know, the, again, we know it's a movie and that they're taking a lot of license, but, but it was still kind of jarring to see those black and white photos just, uh, uh, you know, uh, held up for a brief moment, uh, after a particular scene. Um, it's funny because like, what, I mean, the last one that showed up was, I think when the, um, the Japanese soldiers were like executing people uh, and, those were noticeably blurred, and yeah. I don't know if that's whether it was like sort of on purpose or you know there's actual photos that they just couldn't like show people's faces there or whatever reason. Or well, at one point they even I think it was blurred because they were closing in on it so much. Like they they got they zoomed in so much that you could see the dots of the printer. It looked like. Oh, and that makes more, that, that makes yeah. more sense than blur, uh, yeah. blurring for identity and, reasons. And again, <laughs> I, I've only you know on one viewing, I could be wrong, but to me, the dots almost looked like they were meant to be blood. Do you know what I mean? Like I thought he was, I like not that that was imagery of blood, but then but by zooming in, he somehow made made it look like like a photo rendered in blood, and and I thought that was kind of interesting because Cheng Chase famous for for painting with blood, so it was a. It was kind of a you know, and, and I could be reaching here, but but to me it was it was an interesting moment. Um, I guess one one thing I did want to talk about because it was kind of an interesting sort of point in the film is you have the the Hu Chin character, Master Chai, who is is this sort of mysterious figure, the the woman who uh, dresses as a man initially when uh, when 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 they meet her, and uh, and she has some kind of pre existing relationship with uh, with General Waldersee. And I don't, I don't know. I just, you know, it, it was kind of a peculiar uh, plot thread of the movie, and I didn't know if you had any thoughts on it. I'm just curious as to like how people would travel overseas and be able to learn German. I mean, I thought at that period, maybe I'm just. Well, I mean, I people... know, if, it, if it feels like you know, it would take them several. Yeah, I mean, it's not unreasonable, but it would cost a lot of money, right? And yeah, the, I guess yeah, yeah. She, her background is never really explained. And... She, she came across as being wealthy though, because she when she walked yeah. down the stairs in that dress, like a a poor person doesn't just like decide to to do that, and then and she was carrying herself like she knew exactly what she was doing. And I think that's part of why the German soldiers were so impressed, like because you know, like they're not expecting her to speak German like that. Um, but I mean, people do learn other languages, and you know, there's there there you know, exchange happens, and uh, and so I mean, you know, it's it, it you know, so I I think it's just a it, it 
at this time i would just expect it to be maybe not as frequent because it would obviously take i mean yeah i guess there must have translators and stuff as well for the, the diplomats and stuff um but they... yeah i mean I, I thought i thought yeah so the sort of the uh the relationship that was in, definitely interesting I, I probably shoehorned in quite a bit just the i mean i'm trying to think of from the point of view if that link was never made known at all they wouldn't have lured out Wodersey and he wouldn't have we wouldn't we wouldn't both see like he is also a man of metal yeah um, well you you also wouldn't get the sense like I think it's kind of important plot point that he has a relationship with a with a Chinese woman in the movie. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it, it because he's not just this guy who's here to. I mean, he does terrible things. Like you said, he starts Operation Punishment, which is pretty bad. Um, but he 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 clearly is capable of seeing more uh, than just an enemy, um, and and it kind of maybe gives a little bit more weight to the scene where he's talking about how we can't just you know use force we need to use political solutions here and he convinces <laughs> I'm amused that, that that idea never occurred to anyone yeah it was you know, it's like when he says that and everyone's like oh shit yeah we're diplomats we could use diplomacy and politics yeah yeah that, that felt a little odd that scene i will agree with you that the, the that that was the i i doubt that was the first time Historically, that that was brought up as a you know we need to do other things than just kill people here. Um, and also, but, I was quite surprised that um, at, at how domineering Germany was at that point in time. Like I, um, the the ambassador for or the general or whatever for um, Great Britain was much more timid than I would expect for for one of the largest empires in the world right at that point in time. It's just like. <laughs> Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. He and, and in fact, I, I didn't even know. I, 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 the whole time, I was like, "Is there even a British person there?" Because I think that was the first time he spoke. It wasn't until yeah. that scene that you realized there was even a British presence at the table. Um, and uh, it wasn't to even say anything meaningful, though. Yeah. It was just like, "But," and then his line, he's just got to come up. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, but yeah, it was. Uh, 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 yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, it was. But I, but I think the uh, the the Waldersee character was was, I mean, again, part of it is maybe the actor in in that role. But I thought I thought he ended up being more interesting because of that relationship. And I thought her character ended up being more interesting because at first I saw her as like she was going to be like this rebellious figure. That, but then I realized, oh, she's she's like been sleeping with the enemy here. Like she she uh you know she she's sort of a worldly, sophisticated character, and. And and it just went in a different direction than I thought. Um, I appreciated it more um, as well because like it wasn't just like her suddenly thinking, well, uh, they're doing bad things against the Chinese, so I must immediately sever all relations I have with my friends and lovers uh, because of that. And I yeah, and she and she was also using her influence, I think, to create a better outcome. Uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, that's that's sort of what the movie was hinting at as well, with the the um, the improvement, improving China society or whatever, and the book and the stuff like that. And where you know, where the second brother was saying, "I think the solution is here," and you point to the book. It, it, it yeah, go, go by going by the route of education and change and reform from within kind of thing, which I think maybe um, uh, what's his name again, uh, Master Chai was trying to do right like she, she was yeah. I, 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 I think like what what 
the outcome for like beyond the end of the movie like she would uh, resume her romantic relationship but at the same time also try to um, work for the right and the for the betterment of the of, of, of the Chinese citizens from behind the scenes kind of thing yeah no I, I would agree and um and yeah, and also we we've been going on for fifty minutes here, Kenny. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, I I didn't even realize how much time had gone by. Um, but uh, but was there anything else about the uh about the movie you wanted to talk about before we get into sort of the the wrap up section of the show? Um, I mean, like like death scenes. We got a lot of um, death scenes in the movie. Um, all of them were very heroic. I think like. The first one was the guy jumping into the Gatling gun, uh, yep. <laughs> getting shot in the chest, you know, for a couple of like a, a dozen times or something, and then managing to like push pull the whole gun off the stand and like pin two people underneath it for yep. and, <laughs> until reinforcements come. But that's like, uh, and, and he died like in position, like pinning people down already. So uh, that was pretty impressive. <laughs> Yeah, I, I thought I thought the death scenes. I mean, Cheng Shea is always great with death scenes, but I thought the death scenes in this one were were really stunning. Uh, my, you know, like I said, my favorite was the one where the um, uh, you know, where 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 you have uh, the the slow motion uh scene uh where the guy's sort of rolling on the ground and uh and and, and the other is standing up. But I I think that uh uh that Gatling gun scene was great and the um. And the Alexander Fushung scene, where the where they salute him after he dies, was was pretty good. I thought. Um, yeah, that's pretty poignant. Yeah, that was that was a that was that was I thought that was a really effective moment in the movie, and 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 I think in general the the fight I thought the fighting in this was great. I loved the the combination of 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 weapons together here. The the just the and I've seen guns and fists before, but here I just thought they were done in a different way. Like it just felt. Oh, go ahead. I was just say like, the balance was very well done. Is what, what, what way that's so effective? I mean, you know, there were times when looking, watching the fight scenes, I, I thought, okay, well, those people in the back could obviously like fire and yeah. cause a lot of damage, but they didn't. But you know, it, it, it just adds to the 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 the, the fight scenes in general. Like despite the fact that you know it's not like hyper realistic, it doesn't need to be. It, it just needs to be like a visual treat. You know, you get you get, you get people dying on both sides, people. Aren't, they're not like not using their guns. They're using their guns, but like sp- more sparingly. I guess you know, reloading mid melee is probably not <laughs> the easiest of things to do. Yeah. And also, actually, speaking of guns, one thing that struck out to me was like, what were those pistols that people were using? They were like modern Glocks. Yeah, I, <laughs> I mean, think? I'm not a, I'm not a gun aficionado, so I can't. I, I, you know, maybe they maybe things were that advanced at that time, but to me, those also looked kind of modern. I I, I had the same reaction. Yeah, it's like he's playing. He's playing a Glock out. What's what next? Like an Uzi as well. And was like, <laughs> and, uh, and he was pulling it out pretty like, like willy nilly too. Like I like it, there was one scene where somebody was attacking him, and it's like, well, I can at least see why a gun might emerge in that situation. But the scene where Alexander Fushung is just hanging on his carriage and kind of taunting him, it seemed a little bit excessive to shoot at him through the, uh, uh, you know, through the carriage. Uh, in surprise with a guy that doesn't even know he has a gun um well he was kind of strangling him 
I guess. I guess. <laughs> you can't fault a guy for shooting someone who's like choking him out against the back of a carriage. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I, but he was being so playful about it. You know, what I mean? it was that impish. It was an impish Alexander Fushung choke. It wasn't like a a deathly, you know, I'm going to kill you choke. Um, but uh, but yeah, I don't know. Maybe 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 he took it more seriously than the audience did. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. But but I would say to people, I mean, I think again, I I do think we have to emphasize the length and the and the pacing of the movie. It's not a standard. I mean, Cheng Che has other movies that are that are lengthier and and paced a little bit more slowly. But this one, I think, you need to kind of know going in to expect something that's processional at times and uh, and and definitely gives itself room to breathe. Um, and it isn't. There's a lot of fights, but that's not the total focus of the movie. There's other stuff that you need to pay attention to, um, and and some of it is you know uh, you know is a lot of people talking, um, but but I think I think I think it's a really uh, well done film, and I, d- I definitely want to see it again. I have I have like I after I watched it, I was like I really need to see that again to get a a better sense of all of the components of the film like it was it was there was just so much going on in it that it 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 sort of requires an additional viewing i think yeah definitely and i only managed to watch them once as well but in general i only watch movies once in for the reviews um but i yeah i I really enjoyed it and like you said it's a very well done film um personally i thought it was quite educational as well um mostly just because i didn't know too much about the monster but then and then this actually caused me to to actually do a little bit of research into it to see what actually happened that's always a good sign whenever a movie or a show even if the show or movie isn't 100 percent accurate itself what if it causes you to go and seek the thing out and then you get it delighted every time you see things in the research that line up with things you saw in the movie that's always i don't know i think that's sort of the best case scenario for uh, um for historically based films um yeah i, I kind of had a similar reaction I, I i started going on amazon and i was like i really need to learn more about the boxer rebellion and and so i have some books lined up that i know i want to get and i'm sort of you know like planning my own little mini course on it for myself um which i've been you know it's 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 one of those periods where you know it's 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 in so many martial arts movies and i feel like i really would like to know more about it um so and i think i think this is a movie that piques your interest in in the period um especially because it brings in a lot of elements that you're like oh that's a real thing i really want to know about that um so so yeah so i i i enjoyed it too i i think it was a it was it was a a good movie and i think it's a movie that's that that personally i think i it's the kind of film i'd like to watch with other people like that's i think i think it would benefit from a group viewing rather than watching it alone in a dark room um yeah it definitely breaks up that that definitely break up the bit of the some of the more uh, slower parts of the movies i think well i feel like it's the kind of film where i'd like to hear my aunt's commentary when she sees like the opulent table setting do you know what i mean yeah Yeah. it'll just add something to the film um and uh it's available uh, in the u.s on prime on amazon prime but we established it's not available in the uk on prime right it's no. um so but if you but if you're in the u.s i don't know possibly canada i don't know maybe other some other places would have access to it you should be able to see it on prime and it's and it's available uh on on dvd and stuff 
Um, and I think it's worth worth watching. Um, so yeah, so uh, we'll be back next week. Uh, I think we're gonna do. We're we doing one more Alexander Fushung film. Is that our? Uh, I think we're doing eight uh, diagram. Oh, we're doing eight, eight diagram. diagram. We we have to end with eight diagram for yeah. fighter. I think. Yeah. It's, uh, I am looking. It's, forward it's very to that. fitting. I'm I'm really looking forward to that. One. Um, it's a great movie. If you're if if you've listened this long and you're intending to watch our next or listen to our next episode, go to Amazon Prime if it's available where you live and watch Eight Diagram Pole Fighter. It's a it's a it's a really good film. And then and then join us for the discussion. Um, and 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 again, we didn't have Adam or Lady Chow Fung here. We obviously missed them. Uh, I think both of them would have had relevant things to say. Uh, but I also think we did a pretty good job, given that it was just the two of us. And yeah, you know, uh, you never you never know double, how that's going to pan out. The amount we're talking, basically, right? Yeah, yeah, we, yeah. We're both doing double duty. I think we're both we're <laughs> both you know. So, but I but I I think we I think I think the movie was interesting, and I think both of us are interesting enough people that we were able to uh, have a have a, a, a you know a good conversation. Um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, so so we'll let everybody go, and and again. Uh, House of Paper Shadows is out, so check it out on RPG Now. I'll put a link in the description. And until next week, we'll talk to you later. <laughs>